Hi, welcome to this week's Third Party Thursday. My name is Brandon Cooper, and I'm the Chief Risk Officer here at Benminder. Today, we're going to go through the key components of a successful third-party risk management plan. I was recently speaking at a conference, and after I finished speaking, I was approached by two people in the audience, and they asked if I could quickly summarize for them a few key points of what I thought constitutes a successful third-party risk plan. <clears throat> First and foremost, you need to have full coverage of all the pillars of third-party risk management, which include things like selecting and identifying a new third party, doing the appropriate due diligence, assessing risk, conducting ongoing monitoring, establishing contract management standards, and please don't forget about reporting to the senior management and the board. Next up is having an adequately qualified staffing model, either internal or even outsourcing certain specific functions you can't cover with qualified staff in-house. Third is having a well-documented policy and program that's comprehensive and easy to understand, and it should clearly outline who's responsible for each facet of third-party risk management. The fourth component is having the full support of your board and your senior management team. Make sure that they have your back when you need them in terms of day-to-day -day responsibilities and when things need to be escalated with third parties. Make sure you're responsive to issues that arise in the normal course of business that may have an impact on third-party risk management or things that may arise with your third party that you need to keep the lines and business informed about. Fifth, you need to have a program that's forward-looking rather than simply becoming aware of new third parties when problems pop up. You need a process for identifying new third parties and approving them well before the contract is signed. Again, stick to the basics and don't be influenced by regulatory uncertainty that's out there sometimes. And again, really follow the prescribed protocols of your program. Sixth, you need to be responsible and responsive to new regulations and understand how to best handle them into common business practices. When new regulations come out, they tend to be very lengthy, but take time to study them and to study the accompanying legal analysis to understand how best to interpret them in your company. Seventh component is to invest in education and industry resources, whether it's webinars or conferences or simply rolling out education as needed to make sure the lines of business know what needs to be done. Eighth, continue to grow the maturity of your third-party risk management program. As practices change or as you engage in new lines of business, you need to make sure to revisit your program to ensure that it hasn't gone stale. Along with that, keep your policy and your program documents updated, whether that's on an annual basis, formally taking it to the board for approval, or simply day-to-day -day making sure that you understand that as practices change, you may need to update your policy and program. And finally, the ninth component is to use industry enforcement actions as a lens in which to view your own business and ask yourself if there are elements of this enforcement action we can see in our own company. And that's it. Those are some of the primary components of a well-managed third-party risk management program. Again, I'm Brandon Cooper, and thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to our Third Party Thursday series.